In this presentation, we will discuss employees' pay as it relates to a sole proprietorship, generally reporting on a Schedule C. This information can be found in Publication 334. Employees' pay. You generally can deduct on Schedule C the pay you give your employees for the services they perform for your business. The pay may be in cash, property, or services. To be deductible, your employees' pay must be an ordinary and necessary expense, and you must pay or incur it in the tax year. In addition, the pay must meet both the following tests. The pay must be reasonable. The pay must be for services performed. So if we take a look at our Schedule C, note that the deduction related to an expense for the employee's pay would be down here. Remember that we might consider ourselves, and the IRS considers us to some degree, as an employee of the business. But we may not be paying ourselves the wages because we, we're going to take the, the deduction here or the net income from the business. And the net income is what we're going to use to then pull over to the 1040. That's what we're going to be taxed on. When we think about the wages then, usually, typically, for a Schedule C, we're thinking about wages of others. So others that we have employed, we've employed them and we're responsible for them. And they have to be ordinary and necessary type of expenses for the employment. In other words, we're employing them for the business purpose of generating rev revenue. So having the employees is an ordinary business expense. We could say I'm paraphrasing the reasons or the intent in my interpretation of the law this wages are going to be ordinary and necessary expenses to help us to generate the revenue now remember that if we're thinking about wages down here we're thinking about something different than something that would be like a contractor so a contractor would not be reported in the w-2 wages if we're just paying a contractor then it's going to be reported possibly up here on line 11 as a contractor or maybe we had contractors for some other reason that we might report on some other line item you want to make sure that you have these two distinct however because if you report something as wages down here then you got to make sure that you have the supporting documentation for it and that includes a w-2 and whatnot and making sure that you're filing the w-2s and following all the regulations with regard to an employee's quarterly tax returns payroll tax returns withholding and all that if if not then you're going to have a contractor possibly up here there's still some requirements including making sure that you're reporting 1099s for the contractors but there's far less of of here on the contractor so be aware where this lines up we, if we're putting something in as a w-2 an employee they have to qualify for an employee we don't get to pick and choose whether they're an employee or a contractor it's in accordance with some of the regulations we took a look at in prior presentations and then once that is the case we want to make sure that we put this in the correct line item and anything that's going to be wages down here we need to have the supporting documentation we make we want to make sure that we're reporting the, the w-2s correctly and the w-3 and the quarterlies because of course the IRS has those <laughs> that information and they have this information and so their system could line those up if they wanted to they don't even need a person to do it they could just say, hey, does the amount on wages, lined wages, tie out to the 941s and to the W-2s and the W-3? And they're probably going to tie that information out. Back to the text. You cannot deduct your own salary or any personal withholdings you make from your business. As a sole proprietor, you are not an employee of the business. 
So note that we shouldn't be included any wages to ourselves as the W-2 employee down here in the wages line. This will differ than other types of business entities, in particular, say, an S-corporation, where we may indeed have the wages to ourselves and actually issue ourselves basically a W-2, even though we are basically the owner of the S-corporation. So just be aware of that because here on the Schedule C, the IRS is in essence treating the net income, the net pay, as your net pay and wants to be able to calculate the taxes on it with the self-employment tax for the payroll tax information, not through the uh, W-2, generally as a sole proprietor type of information. Back to the text, kinds of pay. Some of the ways you may provide pay to your employees are listed below. For an explanation of each of these items, see Chapter 2 in Publication 535. So we could have a war. So this is, gets into kind of payroll type of information. And payroll is a whole topic in and of itself. So this is just uh, preliminary information in terms of the deductibility of payroll information. And then there's a whole topic, of course, on how to calculate and be in accordance with the regulations related to payroll. So we have awards, bonuses, education expenses. These are items that could be or part of the payroll. Note that when we think of payroll, we typically think of items of income, money, that we're going to be giving to the employee, and that's going to be part of income. But we could include other things. We could include other things as income as well. And if we give something other than just money, like an award or something like that, then we would typically have to include those in income. There's also a discussion in terms of what can we give the employee that doesn't have to be included in income because if it's not included in income, then we can give them benefit without requiring them to, to lose some of it to taxes, including Social Security, Medicare, and federal income tax, and we wouldn't have to pay our portion of the income taxes. So th those are two topics with payroll. One, you know, what is, what is gross pay? What is wages to employees? Usually, it's obviously a paycheck, but it could be other things. And two, what can we give our employees in terms of fringe benefits to give them the value without having to pay the tax on it? Back to the text. Fringe benefits discussed later. Loans or advances you do not expect the employee to repay if they are for personal service activity performed. Uh, property, and tr property you transfer to an employee as payment for services reimbursement for employee uh, business expenses, sick pay, and vacation pay. And then we have a list of fringe benefits. A fringe benefit is a form of pay for the performance of services. The following are examples of fringe benefits. So fringe benefits, we think of, of course, anything that we as an employer give to the employee as part of our uh, engagement as an employer is really thought of as basically income. So usually that would be obviously a paycheck. But anything else could be income as well. The fringe benefits could have tax benefit benefits to them, however. So if we can give the money, once again, in some format where they're not taxed on it, at least not as much, and possibly we're not taxed on it in terms of Social Security tax uh, and Medicare, then that would be something that might be good, prudent planning to do. Back to the text. Benefits under Qualified Employee Benefit Program, Meals and Lodging, The Use of a Car, Flights on airplanes, discounts on property or services, employee benefit programs, including the following. 
accident and health plans, adoption assistance, cafeteria plans, dependent care assistance, educational assistance, group life insurance coverage, welfare benefits, welfare benefit funds. You generally can deduct the cost of fringe benefits you provide on your Schedule C in whatever category the cost falls. For example, if you allow an employee to use a car or other property you lease, deduct the cost of the lease as rent or lease expense. If you own the property, include your deduction for its cost or other basis as a Section 179 deduction or depreciation deduction. So note, if you're talking about a benefit, if we have a benefit, in other words, our goal on the benefits, note, when we think about the, the deduction, we want the deduction, obviously, when we're considering payroll. We want this deduction for payroll. And, of course, the IRS says, well, if you want that deduction, we want to make sure that you're reporting the wages that you give and following all these other regulations to make sure that you take the money from them and pay us that money because the IRS has more leverage on the business owner. Why? Because the business owner typically has more money and the business owner really wants to take, of course, this deduction. And therefore, in order to get it, the IRS um, can, can put in more pressure on the employer. So then you have to have the withholdings and whatnot, and you got to make sure that you pay that taxes in order to take this deduction. Now, what we would like to have, of course, is to be able to take the deduction and not have to pay the, the taxes, if at all possible. And it might be in some cases, the IRS says, well, in cases of fringe benefits, possibly, then we might have a situation where you can pay the employee, still get the deduction because it's, it's a fringe benefit, but there might be tax consequences for whatever reason that we don't have to include it as uh, taxes on it. And that's going to be beneficial for us. That's what we would like to basically see. We want to be able to take the deduction and not be able to burden our employees with taxes on it or burden ourselves with added payroll taxes like Social Security and Medicare on those wages. So just keep that in mind on the fringe, on the fringe benefits and just kind of the idea of, of the payroll items.